welcome to the What The Heck podcast. I'm your host, Glenn. Every week I explore something unexplained, talk about what it is, and look at what else it could possibly be. Research is done as academically as possible, and references will be given after the stories. This week, I'm looking at two people famous for their predictions, Nostradamus and Barbara Vanga. Nostradamus, also known as Michel de Notre Dame, was born on December 14, 1503, in Saint-Rémy, France. He was an astrologer and physician, and is known as one of the most prolific seers of the Renaissance. He began his medical practice around 1530, after being expelled from medical school and never receiving his medical degree. He moved to Salon in 1544, gaining renown for innovative medical treatments during plague outbreaks in 1546 and 1547. He began making predictions in 1547, releasing a book called Centuries in 1555. The book was made up of rhyming quatrains grouped into hundreds, each called a century. This was at a time when astrology was popular and a second edition with more centuries was released in 1558, dedicated to King Francis II. Some of these predictions appeared to have come true. The predictions coming true caught the attention of Catherine de' Medici, who was the Queen Consort of Henry II of France. She invited Nostradamus to court to create some horoscopes for her children. By 1564, Nostradamus had been appointed the physician in ordinary to Charles IX. The prophecies that Nostradamus made seemed to cover general events like natural disasters and conflicts. These are things that tend to occur throughout time normally, so some are skeptical of his prophecies. Others believe that he predicted specific events and those things did come true. There's a rumour that the Congregation of the Index, a body set up by the Catholic Church, condemned the prophecies, but that rumour seems to be unfounded. Nostradamus died in 1566 in Salon, France. He left behind his prophecies, things that are widely debated today. In my trusty book, Mysteries of the Unexplained, a few of his prophecies are written and explained. The book itself discusses them as prophecies that point to clear events and mentions that centuries doesn't put any of the prophecies into a specific order. I'll go through a few of the prophecies. The young lion will overcome the older one and a field of combat in a single fight. He will pierce his eyes in their golden cage, two wounds in one. Then he dies a cruel death. This prophecy is supposed to be about a jousting contest King Henry II entered. Henry sometimes wore the lion as his emblem. During the jousting contest, his young opponent's lance pierced the king's golden helm and wounded him. Henry died from his injuries later. From the enslaved populace, songs, chants and demands, while princes and lords are held captive in prisons. These will, in future, be received by headless idiots as divine prayers. 
This prophesizes the French Revolution. The headless idiots are meant to be the leaders during the beginning of the revolution, who thought the demands of the public were prayers and ended up being guillotined. Nostradamus sent a letter to Henry II predicting 1792 as a key date. In September 1792, France was declared a republic. It's also the year before Marie Antoinette and Madame du Barry, one of Louis XVI's mistresses, were beheaded. It's said that Nostradamus predicted their deaths as well. He is attributed to predicting the fate of Napoleon on the island of St Helena in 1815 and the abdication of Edward VIII in 1936. Perhaps the most famous of his predictions was this one. Liberty shall not be recovered. A black, fierce, villainous, evil man shall occupy it when the ties of his alliance are wrought. Venice shall be vexed by Hister. Beasts with hunger will cross the rivers. The greater part of the battlefield will be against Hister. He will drag the leader in a cage of iron when the child of Germany observes no law. It's very easy to see what this one is about, at least in the first part. You probably got the man's name and may have made the link already. This prophecy is attributed to the Second World War these days, and that means that Hister is supposed to be Hitler. Venice being vexed makes sense since Germany and Italy had once been allies. The rest of it seems pretty easy to understand, aside from maybe the last sentence, which is rather vague. It could reference the Iron Curtain that descended on parts of Europe after the war, or it could reference the German naval blockade of Britain. Whatever you want to believe about Nostradamus, he's not the only one who has predicted events in such a way. to preface this one by saying that it's really difficult to find anything about Barbara Vanga without diving into Wikipedia. Even the sources for her page are mostly newspaper articles and books that I can't access. So in that respect, my information is coming from Wikipedia and as such is less reliable than other sources. Not that it's easy to academically source a lot of a lot for mysteries and unexplained events really. Vangalia Pandeva Sacheva was born on October 3rd, 1911, in what is now North Macedonia. As a child, her mother died, and her father was conscripted into the First World War. After the war, her father was arrested for pro-Bulgarian activity in a time where her town of Strumica was in the hands of another country. According to herself, her life changed when a tornado allegedly lifted her into the air and threw her into a field nearby. Authorities searched for her and eventually found her. She was described as being very frightened and her eyes were covered in sand and dust. She was unable to open her eyes because it caused her too much pain. Money was raised for an operation to help her eyes heal, but they could only afford a partial fix which resulted in the gradual loss of her sight. In 1925, she was taken to a school for the blind in the city of Zaman. 
Here she spent three years learning Braille, how to play piano, knitting, cooking and cleaning. She returned home after that to take care of her younger siblings because her stepmother died. She lived a normal life until the Second World War. During the war, Strumica was annexed into Bulgaria. At this time, Baba Vanga began to attract a following of people who believed she had soothsaying and healing powers. People began to visit her to find out whether their relatives were still alive. The Bulgarian Tsar even visited her in 1942. Around this time, she moved to Petrick, where her celebrity only grew. She married a man in the Bulgarian army who had come to her asking for the names of the men who killed her brother, but had made him promise not to seek revenge. He got ill in 1947 and died in 1962. In 1966, she was so famous that she was put on the Bulgarian state payroll, was given two secretaries and a panel to interview potential patients. She was also studied by the Institutes of Suggestology and Parapsychology. In August 1976, a Yugoslavian actress went to meet Baba Vanga. She sat and stared out of the window for a time before saying that the actress didn't have to pay and that she should come back in three months if she could, but that was doubtful. The actress believed that it was confirmation that she would die and left in tears. The actress was in a car accident two months later and died. Baba Vanga died in August 1996 in Sofia, Bulgaria. She still appears in newspapers at the beginning of the year because her predictions are quite famous. She made many predictions in her life, although she was unable to write and people around her would write down the things that she said. It said that she had an 85% success rate on her predictions. Let's look at a handful of the things that she has predicted. In 1980, she predicted that the Kursk submarine would be covered in water and that the whole world would weep over it. She claimed the disaster would happen in 1999, but the submarine sank in August 2000. She warned that something would happen in Syria, claiming that Muslims would use chemical warfare against Europeans. It's possible that this was the suspected gas attack that President Bashar al-Assad launched against his own people. Some people believe that she predicted Brexit, but what she said was that Europe would cease to exist by 2017. Conspiracy theorists linked that to Brexit, but this prediction was part of a much bigger one that suggested that World War III would begin in 2010. She predicted that the 44th president of the United States would be black, which came true. However, she said that Obama would be the last president, which didn't come true. She predicted 9-11 back in 1989. She said that the American brethren will fall after being attacked by the steel birds and innocent blood will be gushing. For 2022, Barbara Vanga made some other predictions. She said that there would be a virtual reality takeover 
a frozen virus being released from the permafrost in Siberia by global warming, water shortages that will result in political consequences, famine, earthquakes and tsunamis. Her predictions go even further than that. She predicts that world hunger will be eradicated between 2025 and 2028, that China will overtake the US as a superpower, that the polar ice caps will completely melt between 2033 and 2045, and that cloning technology will give us the power to cure any disease. Even further in the future, she predicts that a colony on Mars will allow the planet to become a nuclear power and demand independence from Earth somewhere between 2170 and 2256, and the prediction that the universe will end in 5079. There are full lists of her predictions online for anyone to peruse if they wish to. Instead of looking at theories related to the specific people I've talked about, I'm going to look at theories of precognition today. The first theory here is that it's probability related. Predictions are based on what the future is supposed to be, but there's a possibility that it won't happen. This means that predictions can be wrong. So it would stand to reason that the more predictions that are made covering different topics, the more chance there is of at least one of them coming true. Alternatively, vague predictions like horoscopes can be attributed to multiple things, allowing a greater area of possibility. In Philosophy Talk, hosts John and Ken talk about Hume's problem of induction. Hume argued that belief that the future will be like the past has no grounds in experience or reason. However, the guest during the episode I'm referencing, Nassim Taleb, talks of things like black swans. These are events that are highly improbable when looking at logic and statistics, but are of great consequence and are retrospectively predictable. He cites events such as World War I, the internet, and the Harry Potter franchise as examples of this. Taleb believes that statistics fool us into thinking we know more about the world than we actually do and thinks that the psychology of statistical errors really helps us make decisions. The second theory of precognition is Taleb's theory. It describes two different domains, mediocristan and extremistan. These domains reference our ability to predict the future and both differ. Exceptions in mediocristan don't hold much weight in a larger population. The example given for this is that if an exceptionally tall person's height is averaged into the heights of one million people, it doesn't really impact that average very much. However, Extremistan sees the influence of improbable events. The two work together and aren't completely separate. Extremistan sees social and economic variables make a difference, and Mediocristan looks mainly at biological and physical variables. Taleb suggests that the reason we can predict some things and not others is because of the differences between the two. 
the extremist Dan domain allows us to spot things that could be of great consequence in the world, although it seems to be getting less and less predictable. Taleb believes that humans are good at generalising in certain areas and not others, which he says suggests we are hardwired for induction or prediction of some parts of the future. I had an issue looking for theories for this episode. A lot of my research results took me to business articles for theories on how to predict the future of a business and its growth. There's plenty of those articles, and I must have begun reading a good dozen before realising that they weren't relevant to this episode. Whatever you believe about seeing the future, those articles have some good advice for building a business. The stories from this episode came from a Britannica article called Nostradamus, the Wikipedia page for Baba Vanga, a New York Post article called Everything Baba Vanga, the Blind Bulgarian Mystic, predicted for 2022, and the 1982 Reader's Digest book, Mysteries of the Unexplained. Theories from this episode came from a philosophy talk episode called Predicting the Future. References for the episode and links to studies will be posted on social media for you to have a look at. Speaking of social media, links to those and other ways to listen are in the episode description under my link tree. You can currently find me on Facebook and Instagram. Patreon is getting an upload of one of the transcripts each week as part of the £3 tier. The link to the Patreon is also on the link tree and, as before, you're welcome to pledge more than £3 a month and I'll find something extra special for the people that do. I do have an email set up on the link tree, but it doesn't actually open a new email, so that's also in the description of the episode. Send me your spooky stories, unexplained events, and anything you want me to read out. Or, if you have any corrections or issues with things that I've said, let me know, and I'll address them as soon as I see the email. The next creature feature will be out on Saturday, and next week's episode comes out on March 23rd. So hold on until then. Thank <laughs> you.